0: Coming up on today's show, hey hey hey, we've got a little bit of information about a uh, a net uh, that's over our heads. A little little information on SpaceX today. Stay tuned for that. We've got some new information that ought to be exciting. Internet um, from space. Yes, uh, we need that. We is that do like, need that. Sound like pigs in space? P-
1: <laughs> yeah, pigs on the wing, man. How about <laughs> Jack Black? As Thor. I think Is it, awesome. is it, is it inappropriate to say Jack, Jack Black as Fat Thor from the last no, movie? No, not at all. He, he, he's, <laughs> he's
0: obviously all good with it, and we'll, we, we'll get into some of that. We have
1: info on that.
0: Right. And? Um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new news coming out about Nissan. A lot of stuff happening around Nissan. We want to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Z uh, and a couple of other uh, the Nissan Next features that have just come about and we're excited for those guys what and, else we got? what else we got and oh, and the main topic of the day look i'm getting <laughs> good at this man you think i'd never done this before right okay now our, our we're gonna talk until little- next week Okay, now we, we've got a little
1: topic today we want to talk about. To have, it, um, to have it right. I'll give it till next week to have it perfect. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about some new technology that's out there. I don't know how new it is, um, but it was a personal experience of mine. Uh, I had a, a great uh, service um, advisor, um,
1: you know, just a whole. On your car on my right. yeah
0: on my car yeah it was not just like a, a good medical experience yeah okay no it was a great great experience and and we're going to talk a little bit about some of that technology that's out there for some of these dealerships and how you'd be a fool not to use it so it's pretty
1: fascinating when i saw it i was blown away so i cannot yeah. wait to uh we'll talk about ta- it yeah 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 all right right all after right. this
0: everybody, welcome into the podcast, welcome to the counter show, I am Jay and uh, my other co-host over there, Keith is in the house, how's it going Keith? What are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> uh,
1: wait a minute, he said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're said back, butthead. We, we saw, uh, yeah how could you miss uh, right. the Beavis and Butthead um ads all over the super bowl so so yeah hey everybody hey by the way that music you just heard is courtesy of ray salon and um you can find out more about them and their music uh Mm -hmm. by either either going on google and googling ray salon R H A S A L O N, or going to go on to our website sorry i can't talk partscounterguru.com forward slash ray salon r-a-s-a-l-o-n
0: that's it man yeah you got it that's great and uh yeah. we really appreciate those guys uh
1: you know as it occurred to me jay because uh, mm-hmm. i always you know when i listen to stuff you, you probably do this too uh you know every time you listen to it you hear something different kind of thing mm-hmm. like stuff you like right and you know that intro the thing that i love i love a lot about it but the drum work on it's pretty pretty great
0: you know they're a great band marquinos is a is a yeah. great drummer
1: um and you know he—that's not his only project. He—he's liking two or three I, other I, I'm bands. I'm aware man. of that. Yeah. And, yeah, and and if I'm not mistaken, what he's doing there is uh, there's a lot of footwork involved. in in what there he's doing. Is. Anyway, there yeah. is and and
0: you know what we've watched him play live because uh, they'll do from time to time. You got to you should like them on Facebook um, and then subscribe to their channel because they they will do a live show. Like once every two or three months, and it's it's an hour worth of great rock and roll, man, and it's free, man. So check Racealon out. And Adamir, man, um, the uh, the bass player, um, he's in another little project called Event Horizon, and they're even heavier than Racealon, man. I think um,
1: I Chunky, like like it's the cl- almost it's the quiet ones. You got to watch out for, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: a good he's a good guy. They're all <laughs> great guys. So yes, thanks Racealon. So go go check those guys out. So. Um, I'm not going to like dip deep into um, uh, you know the Super Bowl ads, but I did want to make one of mention because it, it it's it's to our uh, advantage to discuss this because you know <laughs> I um you know Jeep Chrysler Stellantis whatever you FCA whatever you want to call them these days they're now Stellantis um you know you can't push those guys away I mean you can't you got to give them you got to give them props, man. I mean, they went all out with that Jeep ad. Um, They even got a little political on it, and I'll I'll recite that to you guys. And this this is right from Jeep. Um, Jeep reminds us that we are stronger than obstacles in our way and invites us to remember all the ways we are connected as Americans. A timeless CJ5 takes us on a journey to the U.S. Center Chapel
1: in Kansas in search of common ground. Been there. Yeah. So you know I what's d- fascinating to me about that place, and and mm. I'll I'll let you get back to what you were trying to say. Yeah. This is a a really historic uh, chapel in Kansas yeah. Yeah. in the middle of Tornado Alley, and it has, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves, fantastic stained glass work, and and survived it's very very old years. and and right. Has yeah, never anyway, been hit. But I, yeah. yes, but I digress. I just needed to contribute there.
0: No, that's yeah, exactly. really cool. Good piece of information for yeah. everybody, just in case you were just watching the commercial and didn't really get it. You know, I actually missed that. it somehow. So, well, I mean, you think about it. That's that's representative of us and the resilience of our country, period. You know, I think that this thing is in the middle of of, of one of the most dangerous weather Places on Earth and it's still standing with all this beautiful stained glass. So good point to bring that up. But my point is, is that here Jeep is man, and they're they're you know they're, they've merged again. I mean Chrysler uh, Fiat has merged with uh, PSA and they formed Stellantis. They're cramming Hellcats man and minivans and Bruce Springsteen in a Jeep in the middle of the Super Bowl man, and it's fantastic. While GM is over here freaking making. Hair dryers, what is up with that? Have they turned into the Maytag of 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 the big three now? Is that yeah, what they are? GM? I mean,
1: to an extent, it makes me wonder. You know, it's sort of like when you're backed into a corner and you're throwing the hail mary. It's like, well, what have we got to lose? So, uh, uh, okay, Ugh. so like, I mean, um, you know, I don't know that the Chrysler line is really doing that well. Jeep, the Jeep, Jeep line is. has done very well. Yeah, Um, Yeah. but they don't have. It's not like you know Ford where they're coming out with a new, you know, bringing back the Bronco or GM even where you know the Hummer EV is coming Mm -hmm. back. Jeep is Jeep. I mean, yeah, they've got some different body styles on their on their platform now, but they're sort of like the underdog. Just going, what have we got to lose? Let's just go. Let's just go all in, and everybody else is kind of sitting around arguing over you know, fuel mileage and MPG and Jeeps Batteries out here. We're like and, yeah. You know, where, where are we
0: going to plug these things in? You know, that's the, that's the big topic of discussion. You're right. I, You're absolutely right. I mean, give them, you got to give them credit, man. And, yeah. and I got to tell you, all of you Jeep fans, loyal fans out there, man, I got to get, you know, hats off to you guys because any, any chatter about Jeeps, Stellantis, whatever. I mean, Keith and I have been talking about these guys for, for, for months it's you, you know, just seems like, but you guys are like on board, and and honestly, the most comments that we have gotten on any of our videos comes from you Jeep fans, man. So
1: I, it it maybe is like you know, being a Seattle Mariners fan, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like you just keep showing up and you keep hoping, um, and one one year gotta, it's going to be your year, and it's kind of looking like this might be Jeep's year, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, or or a Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah. Or that,
1: <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah so guys. Uh, how about this? We will put a link to the video which is their commercial that we were talking about here with the boss. Pretty cool, man. On our website, go to partscounterguru.com and there is a tab at the top, it's called mentioned on the podcast. If you click on that, we'll put an episode uh, link here. They're they're done by episode. This one's going to be titled Something with the Word Karma in It, I think. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I hope so. Yeah, you, you'll find it. It'll be so. in the mid 80s. Right on. Episode right on. number. Episode
0: mid 80s. Yeah, yep. there you go. Hey, yeah. Ooh, we're going to be celebrating something
1: big. In yeah, the we got a hundredth episode coming 100th up this year. That's coming right. Up so. so, where are we going next, Keith? All right, so i i want to I want to talk about this uh, this Jack Black thing because this is, <laughs> yeah, this is man. This was the highlight of my day, the day that I found it. Now, um, here's the deal, okay? I don't know. He it, was
0: worthy of carrying that. What do what do you call those
1: thing? Mjolnir? It's Mjolnir. 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 The hammer. Yeah, you you right. know it as Thor's hammer, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So Jack Black, like, he's just he reminds me of that friend I had in sixth grade. Who, there? There was just no boundaries or filters. Like they would just right. do whatever. Sometimes yeah. on a on a dare, mm-hmm. and we know he can sing. And if you haven't checked out Tenacious D, I, oh. I thoroughly enjoy some Tenacious D. I do That's too, man. Plant band, um, right? And 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 I'm telling
0: you right now, if you listen to some Tenacious D, yep, um, you might hear a little Ronnie James Dio in there. Just
1: I just yeah, saying, yeah. So He he did. He he showed up on that well, one hour. Dave album Grohl that, was in uh the movie that they did yeah. as the centaur, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's yeah. yeah. Jack so, Black is amazing. So, okay, so this is a uh I believe this was posted on Twitter, so maybe we can, it was. we can tweet the link to this. Yeah. Under Jack Black's official blue checkmark Twitter account, New God of Thunder. And then he's running around in this uh Banana ham- He's got a red cape on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's not much else. Got some little looks like little speedo kind of under ears.
0: He's in his European uh uh in, in yeah. his European uh, bathing suit is what I And like he's
1: to call he's getting rowdy, man. I mean he's at one point he's oh. riding a tricycle and and, yeah. and and singing and yeah, so Oh, and you got Led
0: Zeppelin hammer, you know,
1: hammer the gods going
0: in yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: So uh I don't no if i play this if we if we get you know copyright but yeah hey i'm going to say this yeah
0: i'm i'm sure he and jimmy page are friends he's probably talked to to mr plant and mr page and said hey
1: can we run this thing i mean it is uh it is quite entertaining and apparently did you see the clip where he's he's got this I don't I don't understand. Uh it looked like a pedal bicycle to me, but he's at a gas station. He's at a 76. That's an e-bike, man. He's got a, he's on an e-bike. Is that what it is? Yeah. And he's faking then pumping gas in this costume with not much else on. He's got his Thor right. helmet on. Right. You see, what about I mean his shoes,
0: man. I mean he's he's uh <laughs> He's grinding. I mean, he's he's just the guy's a nut, man. But and he takes off, you know, he's got he's flying and yeah. If you haven't seen it, like like he said, we'll we'll make sure we have this. Are, are we playing it? Are you playing it now for our for our fans? Is that what's going on now? Or Okay. Okay. So well, I'm watching it right now, and what I find interesting about this guy, he has got every imaginable toy. In his backyard, he's got a pool, he's got a skateboard ramp, he's got a trampoline. That's some things that I'm noticing. Jack is having fun, dude. I love it. Love it. Ooh. What is that bike name? Oh yeah. Uh Kane Built. Kane Built. Huh, interesting. I've seen that uh, before, man. Let's see. What does that get me? Ah, it's just, I don't know what that is. Oh, aftermarket parts for Super 73 motorbikes by Kane Built. Okay, so Kane Built apparently is someone who supplies. Is it a gas lines.
1: assist? It does look like it has a gas tank on the top of it now that I look at the picture.
0: I mean, um, I don't think it is, man. It's a Super Seventy Three bike, is what it is. Okay, it's Whatever cool. That is.
1: It's cool. It's got big fat tires. It's anyway, very cool. All right, so Jack Black, yeah. acting anyway. crazy, highlight of your day, great video. We'll put a link to it on our on our website. Yeah. We'll probably tweet it out too. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at the Counter Show and look for that. And That's I it. will mention Jay Absolutely. here. Um, my QuickTime just crashed. So I'm gonna hit record again here. <laughs> okay. And uh just you keep rolling. I will right. I will figure this out. Uh so we are going to, post as they say. No oh, well, hang on before you jump into the next uh all right. I'm gonna keep an eye on this, but I think we're rolling again. So you were about to say.
0: Yeah, so um what do we wanna get into next? We wanna
1: talk a little bit about Starlink? Dealer's choice, Jay. If you want to do that, it's fine with me. Let's, let's talk Starlink. Okay. So, I, I love that. So this is Elon Musk's um, internet company? Yes. Internet service provider, I guess, ISP. And they're working on, I wasn't kidding in the opener when we said internet from space, uh, satellite streamed internet. Um, now, you do have to have a dish. And uh, they have opened the public beta. They have expanded it a little bit, and it looks like you can pre-order for ninety-nine bucks, and it's fully refundable, according to the to the quote Starlink gives out. And I'm looking at the article on CNBC, but I'm about to pull up Starlink's. Website here, and we're going to do a, so, a pre-order. So, on the ladies show. and gentlemen, so yeah. prepare
0: yourself. And all right, so let me give you while while Keith's working on that in, in, in the background there. Let me uh, let, let's let's talk about this. Okay, so we know who Elon is. He's Tesla, SpaceX. So he's had a lot of launches, not just for NASA, not just to get up to the space station, but they've been putting up these little satellites. Man, it's like a grid of low orbit satellites that is supposed to improve and reach. Um, you know, rural areas uh, People who don't have access to good internet um, And, you know, the the thing is Is that um, In this day and time People like that should have Our infrastructure isn't as such That would allow us to reach them Say through a cable And sometimes even in, in phone lines So this is like the answer to it And it goes, go figure that it would be Elon to do this If you go to their website Which Keith is on now If you'll scroll down Um Oh, you want me I, to scroll down? Yeah, you want to scroll down, or can you scroll down, or no? Yeah, I can scroll. There it is. So, take a look at... Uh, I probably need to
1: hit record if we're going to share this before we do any of that, though, which the record uh, button has disappeared on me.
0: Okay, well, don't worry about it. But anyway, if you go to the SpaceX... Uh, star, excuse me, the Starlink.com website, there's a house there. That's You have to scroll down from the main page. There's a house there um, that's... Right on an island in the middle of like nowhere, which actually (laughs) the house happens to be not very far from me. Um, So we were excited because for a couple things here where my community where we live, not only are they starting beta, they started beta testing here and now you can you
1: can order it. That looks um, like a lagoon, Jay. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's that's not it. No, no it, was, <laughs> it was. Well, uh, wait a second. The, so if you're telling people if they figure out where this is, then we can figure out where you live, right? Uh, yeah. But okay. anyway, so I think they might know that. Anyway, I think but, they may have updated uh, it.
0: It's in the it's in the Pacific Northwest, um, and um, we also are one of the first cities uh, in the Pacific Northwest and maybe on the West Coast to 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 have city fiber. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean fiber itself, but how they've they are distributing it and the, the technology or the method in which they're doing it, which they're going in through existing um water lines or drain lines and running this, Ooh, this fiber. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's underground and um you already have the passage to get in. So it the whole we'll get into a story later about, about how that happened, but um so Keith is very interested in this product, the Starling product. So it's so am I. I would say most everyone is. Um, Keith's going to go ahead and uh, try to um, register for this and get it. Cause, and yeah. tell, explain it to him why, Keith. Right. I think it's so, very important to people understand this.
1: So because it's satellite-based, um, mm-hmm. it is not location-specific uh, in terms of – if you, it's, it's my understanding. If you think about how satellite radio works, for those of you that have satellite radio – you don't have the limitations that you would typically have from terrestrial radio where, you know, you can drive across the country and never change the station on, like, say, Sirius XM. Well, That's right. the same concept should be true then with their internet service, uh, provided that you can point the dish to, you know, as you move to the correct, you know, s- satellite. But as an RVer and someone that does travel out and boondock a lot but also needs internet for things like this show, this is something I am very interested in because I am no longer required to be tethered to uh a nearby city to get you know high speed fast broadband right right yeah this is awesome this is an answer
0: for our road shows yeah um Keith and I have been discussing this for quite a while and and as soon as we kind of get back to some sort of normalcy where we can we can connect and get out there I think that we're going to to go ahead and um, start doing some road shows, go go give you more broader information and, and subject matter to talk about on our show and also to get you over to our YouTube channel. And um, hopefully you'll enjoy the content we have there, which by the way, speaking of our YouTube channel, uh, go to youtube.com uh, for any of these videos that we're going to post up on our, on our um, YouTube channel. Uh, it is youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Uh, please subscribe, um, tell a friend, give us a thumbs up, and uh, ring that bell and be prepared for when we put episodes and uh, good good stuff like this out. So,
1: all right, so I've got uh, the site up and I am now. It does ask for a service address. Okay. All right, so I've got that info in. I've got my email address in. I see. I'm going to click on order now. All right. And we're going to go over to where are they taking us? Okay. So Starlink is targeting coverage in your area in a future rollout. Availability is limited. Orders will be fulfilled on a first-come, first-served basis. You will receive a notification once your Starlink is ready to ship. Okay, so hardware service, it just says calculating. Uh, okay, so please enter. Okay, so it looks like I've got to enter like a valid shipping address and all that. So let me give them my info here.
0: Yeah, so and while you're doing that... Um that's interesting. I wonder if... Ooh, the, you know, this is very helpful to Mr. Musk. This will... this'll, the old IPO? Yeah? Huh? Do you get money in advance?
1: And, well, and, uh, he said once they can estimate uh, uh, the costs, they would then um, go forward with the IPO. So, yes.
0: Yeah, let's see here. SpaceX begins accepting $99 pre-orders for Starlink satellite. Internet service says Musk eyes IPO. Let me give you a little rundown on some of this as Keith is going there. So, Elon SpaceX has widened the scope of the public beta test of its Starlink satellite internet services, saying it is accepting the pre-orders from potential customers. Keith being one of those today. Uh, Perspective uh, Starlink users can enter a service address on the company's website, uh, with pre-orders available for 99 bucks. Uh, Some reasons show pre-order messages that say SpaceX is is targeting coverage in your area in mid to late 2021, while other pre-orders say 2022. Uh, The service will be offered in the U.S. first and uh, then roll out to Canada and then the U.K. Um, The website does emphasize that pre-orders are fully refundable, but notes uh, in the fine print that uh, placing a deposit does not guarantee service. Uh, SpaceX also says that orders may take six months or more to fulfill, depending on where users are located.
1: All right. So the website's puking on me. Um, I'm going to try one more time here. Uh, Now, I'm on Safari on a Mac, and that could be part of the problem. Uh, But let's just try one more time. Yeah. uh... I may have to switch to Chrome and see if we can make it work with that. Uh, it just is not happy with the at my home address. Interesting. So um,
0: for those of it. you that these are low-orbit satellites, by the way, you know um, that we were speaking of, SpaceX uh, began uh, putting these things up, what, a couple years ago, was yep. it? Yep. And um, uh, it's a pretty ambitious project. Uh, to do this. Um, and it's known in the space industry as a... Uh, di- all of these satellites are, are, are known as a constellation. Um, it's, just, it's designed to deliver high-speed internet to consumer anywhere on the planet. Uh, the FCC, two years ago, approved SpaceX to launch 11,943 satellites. Boy, I bet NASA's loving that, right? um yeah, the co- the company which hopes to deploy uh, forty four hundred and twenty five satellites in orbit by twenty twenty four has launched more than a thousand satellites to date, and it plans to build and deploy even more advanced versions of its satellites.
1: So wow. I am I'm going to try this again on Chrome. I'm going to try it one more time here, and we're going to so
0: and, and and it will continue. I'm going to continue to give our give our fans some more information on it. SpaceX disclosed in an FCC filing last week. Uh, that Starlink has over 10,000 users in the U.S. and abroad at the moment. Um, In about three months uh, is all it took for uh, uh, that to happen. And um, that was when the beta testing started. Uh, So SpaceX's um, uh, chief executive uh, uh, repeated previous statements that the company plans to spin off Starlink and take it public. For those of you interested in that setting a goal for when the service would be ready for an initial public offering. I think it's going to be a hit. Hit. Hit, man. I think so. I mean, think about all of these families that um you know are maybe out of work uh because of the COVID. Well, look or, at look or at or RV work, sales. Look right, at exactly. how
1: everybody's traveling, right? Right.
0: And so this 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 is like um so much more encouragement for the end user to get out and go do these things. Example, Keith, all right. So if if you work remotely, your wife works remotely, and your child is schooling remotely, doesn't this kind of make sense to like mm-hmm. go off the so-called grid? Yep. And then link up to a satellite, man, and, and have the ability to be able to work from anywhere in the country?
1: Yeah. Now, there, I mean, you're probably going to have to mount this dish outdoors. So that that is something to think about, like, in your situation, Jay. And, you know, some of your HOA requirements don't allow that. But, you know, as an RVer, I can just set it right outside on the ground. and you know. But it it, it looks like their website is puking. So I, I tried now from both Chrome and, and Safari, and it's not like in uh, – so it finds my address – in the auto lookup and then yeah. when i go to the next page and i try to uh, complete the order process it it pukes because it, you it know, can't match you up the know shipping it, details you know what yeah. i
0: bet is going on with that it just this is just you know my gut instinct yep go ahead is that they were they were building this site ready to take orders and then they saw the reveal of the cyber truck and him breaking the non breakable glass and dropped everything and said, Oh, let's go fix the glass first and then we'll get back to the website. Right. That's probably what's going on. Right, right. right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you like that? Yeah. All right. So it says can't find your address, try a plus code with city. Okay. Well what's a plus code with city? Find and share using plus codes. Uh, okay, that's really more than I want to get into during a podcast so <laughs> all right so we'll
0: get it figured out and we'll keep you updated on how well uh that how how but that works yeah for right
1: now it's looks like their website's well it's probably getting hammered which goes I back to your is. point jay of it's it's going to be popular yep i think so as well all right so all should right. we move on should we just stay in the space theme is that i think so man okay. yeah 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 yeah. Right. yeah you uh go ahead so go ahead. so i who doesn't love a good conspiracy theory or, you know, an X-Files right. type, you know, space aliens conspiracy? But the reason that I, I jumped on this one be, is because it had a little bit more street cred, if you will, than your typical run-of-the-mill aliens among us conspiracy. We, we on a previous podcast, Keith. Yeah, now look, That's you guys, conspiracy before, podcast. before you all go nuts going on about how... You know these guys don't know jack about you know aliens in space. Well, well, duh, it's the counter show. This is this is done in jest. We're having a good time right. here. All right,
0: we're just as curious as the rest of the people out there, man. Yeah, and we we find it to be good conversation. Um, so back to aliens are real. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, this guy, uh, Harvard astronomer. Uh, argues that an alien vessel paid us a visit. Now, this is this is phys.org. This is a physics website. Okay. Yeah. This is not like Area 51, uh, in alien encounters.com, right? This is this is <laughs> highly educated individuals, right? Presenting, I mean, they're, yeah, they're working on
0: Occam's razor, uh, standards, man. So,
1: so there's a guy, uh, that just released a book. His name is Abby Loeb. And he says that. Now uh, now wait a yeah. minute now. Yeah. yeah Are you yeah. sure
0: it's Loeb? It could be Loeb. Oh, it could be. I Do you know. remember Lisa Loeb? That was Loeb. She went by Lisa Loeb, didn't she? Okay. All right. I've had this argument with many people in many bars and I always lose. But anyway. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, Eddie, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lisa Loeb, I think it was. Now you, Now, now was. I can't, I'm it not going to be able to let that go. Okay.
0: What's the name of that song?
1: I can't, It's just left me. The fact that you actually know it, what is it? Jesus.
0: the only one in the, right? Eh. <laughs> now, you, now right. hey, now you have that in your head Thanks. for the rest of the day. Uh. And all you two listeners. All right, so anyway. this guy's
1: got a book out, and he's convinced his peers in the scientific community Uh, that, uh, it's, it's extremely possible. So, uh, this, his, some of his credentials, he was the longest serving chair of astronomy at Harvard. Okay. So again, not necessarily the crackpot you would expect, right? From stuff like this. Okay. He's published hundreds of papers. Uh, he's collaborated with greats, including Stephen Hawking. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you can't so so just dismissing this as another crackpot theory maybe not as easy as you know your usual well, <laughs> okay. The interesting thing
0: that I found about this, Keith, yeah, was the fact that everybody was caught by so much surprise after you know it was we as a as a as a planet, everybody is keeping their eye out for for things coming our way. They didn't really kind of catch the the momentum of this thing until after it was going out of our galaxy, and um, so this is what makes this even more interesting. So,
1: yes, so here are that, the facts that yeah. he's laid out. Now this is a Wamuuo Mua, <laughs> uh, which we podcasted about on this program. What Jay, like a year ago? No, it wasn't that long ago, man. It well, was, it was it was it was about six six seven months ago. Yes. All right. So so. I hate to say I told you so. All right, hey, so this here's the facts. Okay. Uh, by the way, Oumuamua means scout in Hawaiian. That's right. Uh, and in October 2017, uh, astronomers observed an object moving so quickly it could only have come from another star. This is the first recorded interstellar interloper. Okay uh didn't seem to be an ordinary rock because after slingshotting around the sun it sped up and deviated from the expected trajectory propelled by a mysterious force okay <laughs> this could easy, yeah. easily be explained if it were a comet expelling gas and debris but there were no visible evidence of this outgassing so like a comet trail or tail we talked right. about that on the pod, on this show uh, mm-hmm. the traveler also tumbled in a strange way uh, as inferred by how it got brighter and dimmer in scientists' telescopes, and it was unusually luminous, possibly suggesting it was made from bright metal. All right? Right. So these guys now, it doesn't fit any any previously known explanations. It's not a comet because it's not expelling gas like it would when it comes close to a star, okay? It's not... Um, it's... It's... It, it, it's... Weird trajectory and the tumbling effect—I think—is what mm-hmm. I'm what what really threw people off. Um, so, uh, Oumuamua was never photographed close up during its brief sojourn. We only learned of its existence once it was already on its way out of our solar system. Well, that's curious, don't you think? Right. I, I mean, how did you miss that? It it flies right past you and it's tumbling well, over and over, and nobody's nobody notices it in our solar system because it's
0: it's 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 an odd intelligent. form of
1: of craft. What what was the uh, Romulan cloaking device that they used on (laughs) Star Trek, right? That's it, man. Uh, So they started to run simulations, and they're trying to figure out from that what it could be, right? Um, There are two shapes that fit the peculiarities observed, long and thin like a cigar, or flat and round like a pancake, almost razor thin. Mm -hmm. Loeb says simulations favor the latter, and believe the object was deliberately crafted as a light sail propelled by stellar radiation. Right. So That's so made uh by a a another organic and an, being, I and guess, an,
0: right? Yeah, an intelligent life form of some sort,
1: uh, out there
0: discovering uh, you know, what's out there. You know, just like we do. We we send stuff out, orbiters, you know, or or, or ships or, or, yep. or things that just go way out there,
1: you know. So, he said, uh, before encountering our sun, Oumuamua was at rest relative to nearby stars, statistically very rare, okay? Rather than think of it as a vessel hurtling through space, from the object's perspective, our solar system slammed into it, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And then Loeb goes on to say, perhaps Oumuamua was likely a buoy resting in in the expanse of the universe, so, and think of it like a tripwire left by an intelligent life form, waiting to be triggered by a, by a star system as it passes through.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. Dude, I, man. I, I hope it's uh, hope they can get some more information But it's gone. I don't know. If, um, can can we like send you know Elon out after this thing? Or well, he he's got something? his
1: Starman car out there. I don't know if they can change directions yeah. or not. But uh, yeah. yeah, maybe can
0: not. Put it in reverse and go catch up with this thing. So, yeah, yeah, that was that's uh, that's quite interesting, man. Um, so where where do we want to go now? We've got, I mean, we're 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 uh, we're just so much. We're full of just stuff. We got stuff to talk. Well,
1: about. Well, we probably uh, we probably need to get on this Nissan thing. Um, let's do that. And, and let's talk Nissan because yeah, uh, it's a that's a subject near and in- actually this just occurred to me right now in real time. Both of these vehicles that we're talking about, I've owned. I've owned exactly. previous generations.
0: Yes, yes. So we're excited to announce that it was spotted in Tokyo. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation around the um, the drivetrain on these things, what, what, what to be expected, and a lot of speculation. Um, you know, Nissan took it a step further where the Proto was actually a, I mean, it was a, a running production-type vehicle when they revealed it, which is, Not always common, um, but this thing was, it looked like it was pretty much just ready to be rolled out to a showroom floor somewhere when they revealed it initially. So there's been a lot of speculation out there on how they would um, power this thing. Um, You know, they revealed manual transmission would be coming, that there would be some uh, automatic transmissions. I think there's going to be some availability of that. And they were not really going like super, super high tech, but they were going to give you some tech on it. But what's exciting, man, is that, and it makes sense, um, there was a guy that was in Tokyo at, uh, at, a, at a location where they uh, typically um, put out their new vehicles on display and the Nissan Z Proto was there and somebody just happened to take a picture of the vehicle when the hood was up and close up, it looks like it will be the, um, the 4.0, the 400 Red Sport Series, um, excuse me not 4.0 but the, the 400 Red Sport series engine and by the photos and the positioning of certain things they kind of, you know, came up came up with that. It says while the engine cover on the Z Proto was different than the one shrouding uh in the Infinity uh, Q50 and Q60 400 Red Sport, uh there are other clues that point to the uh the VR30 um twin turbo.
1: Yeah, so this uh, is this is an engine used by uh in right. In several mm-hmm. of their uh, models, we we speculated heavily that this is going to be the one uh, that they were going to go with. Yeah, there will when, be a 400 yeah, horsepower version of it. It's yes. going to. It's really looking more and more like it will be a 400 Z in model name. Yeah, uh, this is a twin turbo V6. So um, previous generations did not have that. Uh, well, first of all, they didn't have that displacement, but they weren't uh, turbocharged. This would be... That's
0: right. This will be a twin turbo. Yeah, yeah that's right. So
1: so interestingly enough, though, um, you know, they're saying, hey, everybody, remember, these are still prototypes we're looking at. So they could change the engine. Yeah, but it doesn't really make sense. I mean, it doesn't they, make Nissan sense. themselves have commented that this thing's pretty close to production. I mean, it's very close to production model. You don't change out an engine when you make a statement like that.
0: No, you don't. And what makes sense too is is that they already have the platform, the engine platform, for from a production standpoint, yep. which completely makes sense. And that why do you want to change? That stuff happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. And you don't want to change things up. And, and again, if and, and I go back to the images that were taken, you know, uh, radiator hoses were in the same location. Um, just all of those clues gave way to the fact that they're using basically the same platform. It makes sense. You don't. You know, you put an engine in something. Um, you don't go messing around with things if you don't have to, uh, you're setting yourself up for failure from, you know, it could be a cooling, um, uh, situation because you've, you've moved something from one location to another, uh, you know,
1: without the engineering behind it. But, um, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's interesting. there. I want to point to something else here before we move on from this. Now, this is the same engine that's right now used in the Infiniti Q50 and the Q60, okay? That's correct, yes. Now, this is almost a Toyota move. Toyota's kind of known to do this. That engine is known to be underrated in terms of its output capabilities, mm-hmm. and this is something that I we I, I just mentioned Toyota. The Asian manufacturers in general sometimes do, and the best explanation I can give for it is they... They get more engine longevity longevity, sorry, out of these things if you don't push them as hard on the top end as they can go. And it's almost a, you know, the 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 hotter they f- the faster they fly, the faster they die, or the hotter they fry, the faster they right. Like so right. they're trying to hold it back a little bit. The reason that I bring that up is because, you know, we already know what that engine's capable of. We know horsepower output on that engine, for example. But keep in mind, it's possible that they could open this thing up a little more and allow for more horsepower out of the version that goes in the Z. Just boils down to tuning, man. Right. um, And,
0: you know, they've got this engine has a history of, of, you know, the relationship with tuners because people want more out of it. So that's happening in the aftermarket already. Um, these professional tuners out there, um, you know, just so. It, it, for, here's what makes sense to me with that, and I had this conversation with with someone recently about it. Um, shared the information, he goes, "Oh wow, man! Now it's it's going to be hard. I mean, this thing's going to be priced over over the top. You know, it's probably going to be a sixty thousand dollar car. But why? It's Not, an existing
1: engine, right? They and didn't that's have the point to R and D it.
0: That's right for a and new to, model. To my point, there yeah. was that I don't think that that's going to be the case. You've already got an engine platform that's in production. You're shaving costs already by doing that. And You're they not reinventing are the wheel. in
1: a situation where they do need to shave cost. Now, what I can see realistically happening is that the Q60 gets a new engine a year or two from now. You know, you
0: know I didn't even think about that. That is a good point, Keith. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And, and then that could be the precursor to maybe another a
1: premium vehicle people are going to expect to pay more for that one than they would for mm-hmm. example the Z in in some that's cases. Right. Yep. So you 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 absorb the expense of dropping a new engine into a new model on your luxury brand.
0: That's exactly right, man. It Makes so much sense. And you know, in that same breath I you know, I said, "Nah, I nah, just remember when the the C8, C8 Corvette was you know, in the mix, and they were just about to reveal it. There was no pricing available to everyone. We all thought that there is no way that GM could be competitive with this thing, but yet they ended up. I mean, you can get one starting at sixty. We thought this thing was going to be a hundred thousand dollar ride, man. I mean, and it yeah, can get there,
1: but that's a GM. Different. Yeah, they do. They do crate engines. I mean, that's an engine man. They would you. Arguably, Mm -hmm. GM has more experience in building high-output engines than Nissan. Absolutely, absolutely. But historically,
0: but historically, the Corvette has been an extremely expensive vehicle. Um, And then you would expect nothing, nothing less from a new generation C8 with a mid-engine in it, man. I mean, so. It was surprising. I think it shocked I mean, a lot of people that they were able to put that thing out there. But trust Jay, me, nobody's Jay. buying the sixty thousand dollars. That's right.
1: That's so. So first of all, yeah. You realistically, when you spec it out, you know, yeah. by the time you're done getting what you want on it, it isn't sixty five. Right. The other thing is, and you know, we've commented many times, <laughs> almost to a fault. You mm-hmm. know, you can't get those things. Well, maybe that was the whole play, right? Price right. them really cheap where you're losing money, and then just don't have any available to sell, right? <laughs> right right man. exactly Wild play gm right let's right, make right. it so cheap it's unbelievable and then we'll just make it so you can't buy one then so we don't have to lose one. any money
0: exactly <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just put all your deposits in the bank and we'll go over here and we'll buy Nikola. Uh. Um, so <laughs> so um so you know on the same subject of nissan let's let's kind of move yeah. along here uh, there's a lot of nissan news going on and we keith and i are very excited we love nissan yep. i mean they're in Nissan North America is in your backyard. Um, uh, but they revealed the new Nissan Frontier. And I mean, I think, honestly, man, that they've they've hit this out of the park with this thing. Yeah. This is the first redesign of the Nissan Frontier in 17 years, yeah. man. So
1: I want to talk a little bit about
0: this. Yes, okay? let's go.
1: So again, for those of you just joining us on this segment, we were just talking about the Z. And it just occurred to me as we're recording this that I've been a previous owner of both the Frontier and the Z. In that order. Now, mm-hmm. I had the Supercharged Frontier. It was a th- like less than 3% of their production uh, comprised this. It this was model. a Nismo package on that, right? Uh, on the Frontier, wasn't it? I believe so. I mean, it was so rare. It was so rare. Yeah, yeah. I remembered that, it, man. Supercharged, I to, yeah. I had to... Elicit the help of some of my fellow Nissan employees to just get okay. So, um, that was I'm gonna get his name wrong. It was Jerry. Was it Hirschbrenner? He was one of the Nissan chiefs, and he was on his way out. He was retiring, and that was kind of the last design that he was involved with. Now that that mm-hmm. Frontier was modeled after a boxing glove, it looked just scream testosterone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then they came along with the redesign and honestly, it just looked like little truck. Like, well, they should have just named it like little contractor truck 2.0 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing in my opinion. And I realized we're going to get some, hey, we welcome your letters. Okay. (laughs) Partscounterguru.com. Ask us a question. But it just wasn't impressive to me in its appearance. It just looked like, uh... You know, hey, if you want a new truck, but you can't afford a full-size one and you're a contractor, maybe take a look at this thing over here. I mean, it wasn't a truck lover's truck. Right. To me. Okay? Now, this thing, this looks more like the Tacoma crowd. This looks more like they're going after an off-road crowd.
0: They're competing with the Tacomas and the Chevrolet Colorados, those uh, mid-size pickup trucks. And I think that Nissan's done it right. I think they've hit it out of the park here, you know. And I'm a, I like Tacomas, Toyota Tacomas as well. I, I I've owned Toyota Tacoma, you know, like pre two thousand Tacoma. My wife and I owned a Nissan D twenty one hard body um, before they became you know the, the Frontiers. Um, and I can tell you, f- during that time frame, uh, both of those those trucks. From the late '80s through the '90s, they were really, really formidable vehicles, and they were they were pretty tough vehicles. They were built right. I I loved them. And then somewhere down the road, they kind of weakened up a little bit, and that's one reason why we've been hanging on, not buying a new truck. But after seeing this this new Frontier, especially that FX4 package, um, it it looks like to me that that it's gonna it, it may take the lead in that category.
1: Yeah, so I'm it looking at their video here, uh, mm-hmm. and and um, uh, yeah, I mean they're they're basically just giving you a walk around. Um, I, well, you know, it,
0: it to me it's got a lot of the features on it. If you look at it, it looks kind of almost like. Um, like they've taken away from the Titan.
1: Okay, I, this is exactly, I was holding back on this, because as I look at it, I'm like, this is design elements of the Titan. It just looks it like is. a mini Titan. It, it it's does. It's real and, um, boxy and testosterone and Well, uh, again,
0: if you go back, I mean, they knew what they had in the D21 hard body also, because that was one of those trucks that was just the same way. Yeah. It was boxy, it looked beefy, it's like yeah. it, you know, it had some muscle behind it. And uh, so I kind of, you know, if you look at this thing, it, it, it really um, it really looks good. I, they're saying they're going to have a standard 3.8-liter V6 uh, in it. Uh, it was introduced last year, so that that kind of helps the price tag, I think, a little bit. It mm-hmm. um, says they're offering class-leading power and more than enough to uh, low-end torque. The V6 should be a good option um, for the buyers. It's got a 9-speed automatic transmission. Um does a great job of selecting the right gear for the job.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody's um, really towing anything with these. I mean, you could tow like a like a small boat or, you know, but you're not well, towing RVs with them. and That's not the I people think, they're appealing to here. No, they're
0: not, but I still think that it's, again, it's formidable. It, 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 here you go. And, and, and the payload, the maximum payload and, and, and those sorts of things, here's a list. Like the Frontier, it's, it's really below its competitors, if they're true competitors. And uh maximum towing is sixty seven hundred and twenty pounds uh whereas the Colorado is seven thousand the ranger is seventy five hundred um obviously the g m c canyon which is the same thing as the colorado it's it's um but it's not that far off the mark from uh the Tacoma so yeah there you go and so they're competing in that asian that Asian market but yeah or the the the, the Asian brands. Um, they're they're right there, and and that's who they're really competing against is is probably Toyota, and um, I would say Ford is who they're really targeting there, and and you know they have to because you know the Ford Ranger, um, that was that their little yeah, uh, that's a that's a scalded dog is what we always I like I that yeah.
1: It, now I will tell you like if I just runs from like the crazy, looks, it's a screamer from yeah. the looks, and what stats you've thrown out. Just here, just now, mm-hmm. to me, which is the first yep. I've heard any of those specs. I would consider the frontier over a ranger. I personally would. Oh, I know I would. Uh, I know like, I would. Yeah, I'd go. Off, I'd go four wheel drive version. You know, I'd overland it. You know, but oh, I'm just saying, if I were in that class, if I were shopping now, if you could get that thing in a supercharger like they used to do, I, there would be mm-hmm. it would be no question. But or turbo, but I don't see them putting turbo on a truck. Um, they're going
0: to be offered in an S, SV, and a Pro X, uh, as yeah, well as a that's the same pack as well as a done. Pro yeah. 4X. Yeah, um, two cab styles and two bed links. Yeah, um, that's pretty Some awesome. So yeah. they're smart to give it you know give it you know a wide range of, of offering for people depending on what your needs are. Now I will say this that you know based on if if you're buying this, guys, and Keith and I harp on this all the time. If you're buying this for 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 gas mileage, just Go on down to GM and go buy a Chevy Bolt. I mean, you don't want to buy this truck because it's not going to get great gas no. mounts. That's not what it's designed for.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. It's it's a, yeah. Now, you want, to talk, um, you, you, want, you want to talk a little bit about the Pathfinder?
0: Yeah. So I don't know that much about it. I just know that it was revealed recently as well. Sorry.
1: Um, as I click on these videos, you hear my sound. And then I quickly <laughs> mash the mute button. But, yeah. But I... I
0: I looked at it it's a it's a redesign the body looks great I, I love the exterior the way it looks and it's it's a little bit more luxurious um, and it's it's still gonna have the it'll have a nine speed three point five liter the vq thirty five de in it is what they're gonna uh, continue to put in this thing um, it's it's manufactured in um, and assembled in um, Smyrna uh, Tennessee yeah um, and I started looking at the um, sales for the Pathfinder, and I see why they did what they did. Now, if you look at the sales, they went from around 80,000 units um, in the U.S. Uh, in 2017 to almost half of that in 2020.
1: Yeah. And so they lost
0: a big share of that market here's what's going on the SUV side. and
1: And part of this is the changing consumer demand. But do mm-hmm. you remember, Jay, I remember when the Pathfinder first rolled out here in the United States— and right. I don't have the exact year, but I was a kid. I was not. I don't think I was of driving age yet. Um, can you? Can you? While I'm yammering on here, can you look that up real quick? Yeah, eighty five is when okay. it came out yeah. first, and and
0: they based it off of the D twenty
1: one. All right. Um. So. Pickup. Competition for the forerunner at that time off road vehicle mm-hmm. Pathfinder. Right. Okay. Right. But that sort of. Got watered down over the years. It became more and more of a station wagon. Now we have this huge demand for crossovers. Okay. That's right. Uh, you got the Machi on the electric side. You've got everybody and their brother doing a crossover. Super, who's got some solid offerings that have been around for a while. Um, you know, Tesla's got their electric stuff now in the crossover category. That's nice. GM's doing some cool crossover stuff. And then if you want to go on the electric side, they've got the Cadillac Lyric coming out um which we know will Farrell loves right but uh right. but the Pathfinder kind of doesn't have a path so to speak I mean Nissan's got the rogue right that's more of right. a crossover right uh they brought back the kicks which is kind of their or well then right. the little yeah now we owned a juke my wife did that was a nice it's all-wheel drive small yeah interesting ride very roomy where does Just, this fit see that's right. the thing I look at this and I'm like, well, this is more of a Bronco Sport competitor.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. That's a good analogy. I mean, or not. That's a good observance. I should say, not an analogy, but it's a good observance, and I agree with you. Because it's too big to sell to the crossover crowd. I, I think. think that you may be onto something there because you know if they're going to compete against those guys, they got to have the product to do it with, and so if you you focus on a redesign. Um and and that everybody's going with this dial up these goat modes which Ford but is see, the goat. But see, here's modes. the
1: thing, right? Yeah, if you're gonna mm-hmm. do that in a car, okay. So again, Pathfinder originally designed to be off road, a, a solid off road vehicle. Yeah, yep. So you're gonna go back into that those waters. You need to be able to go head to head with the Forerunner. This thing does not look like it knows where it should should belong. It's right. it, it kind of has elements of uh, of a. Uh, of a crossover? Right. But it looks more but it's bigger than a crossover. And so remember what happened to the Chevy Blazer that they brought back? We looked at that thing and we went, same thing, right? Like what, what is, is this?
0: Right. It's not like the original Blazer. So now we can say it's a Nissan
1: Pathfinder. Right. I mean it this kind of looks like it's yeah. just a Blazer it, Nissan's version right. of the Blazer. It, it I just really don't does. know. Now I know they've got the Armada. Yeah, you guys are going to point that out. That's their big one, whatever. But mm-hmm. man, I just think they would have been smart to go after the Forerunner. You know, compete with that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not running it, Nissan. There's probably no, a reason for ta- that. Well, Nissan. You know, we they they we broke. Actually, nobody's about,
1: running Nissan, right?
0: I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not right, gonna, right? <laughs> yeah he ran out of town. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, Nissan came up with the um, you know, their Nissan Next. They they re, basically reintroduced their or introduced a new logo and which is like this lava red logo which they're using on for for accents. You'll see that on all their new models and including on, on the last two that we just mentioned. Well, I don't know about the uh the proto, but we'll see. Yeah. See how that it's all, but that's out, just but, marketing nonsense. Right, it's it's like SkyActive that Mazda but, did, you know? It's, yeah, absolutely. But we're, you know, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that we felt like, uh, and we've heard this from a lot of Nissan fans, is that they really need to do something. Um, how are they going to compete? And well, and so they, they, they playing they bring it back, safe
1: is playing yeah. it safe the smart move. I understand if you go all in and you put everything you have on the table, you could lose a lot more. I, I just think that they're in a corner already. You well, know? you take
0: a look at what their flagships are. Um, you know, obviously from the performance side, um, the Z was—it's was, a no-brainer to me to bring that out and do it right. But you've got—you've got the Maxima, the you had
1: the Altima, which you've got—you know, you know, were quite respectable bef- before you know, sedans started going the way of the dodo. I, I just, yeah, now now what? Right now what? Right. Now you you've
0: got a whole new lineup of different right. vehicles to choose from. You, you've got the SUV covered, you've got the truck covered, and you've got the sports car covered.
1: Um, that crossover market is huge, and they're not really. Yeah, I don't know, man.
0: Well, you know who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll find our way into one of those, um, especially you locally. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm,
1: a, and don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a Nissan fan. We would not have owned. As many Nissans as we have, yeah. would I not have believed in the product? I, I'm just concerned when I see uh, now. Now the Frontier, mm-hmm. I think right direction, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, just not so sure about this Pathfinder. We'll see. I hope I'm yeah, wrong. and the, and
0: the, and and I'll go. We're s- still. I'll- Let's, We're let's, still a
1: little skeptical on the
0: Z even. The put put us in, in a uh,
1: Pathfinder Nissan, and I will I will give it a, a, a fair chance and let me kick the tires. <laughs> yeah. and, yes, and you change my mind. Yeah, and you know what, man? Um,
0: I I've told you this before. My cousin John, he's out shopping for trucks. He's looked at Rams. You know, he's looked at GMs. Um, he really liked the Ford Ranger. Um, but then he texted me and he's like, "Ah, oh, man!" He goes, "I think I'm gonna have to wait for this baby to hit the floor to to, to be able to test drive this thing," and um, he's pretty excited about it. He's a big Nissan fan too, so um, so he's holding out. He's gonna wait to see what this does. And honestly, I think he's picked a winner here. But you got to get in it, and drive it. You got to yep. you got to figure it all out first. So hopefully, it won't be too much plastic and a lot of solid stuff in the interior, and it's you know it's done correctly. It's ergonomically you know, feels right and yep. and all and it's useful. Uh, yeah. because I've seen some of these guys just put load these things up with so much crap you don't need. So we'll see. It remains to be seen. So so there you go, man. Uh Nissan on the move again and we're excited for them.
1: So what's next, Nissan? I uh uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> so uh so let's get into your good karma, Jay. Yeah. Do you I'm, wanna yeah. you wanna set this story up? I do. I, mean, I do. It, so, it's it's your experience. It doesn't really make sense for me to tell the story, right? Yeah. And, and I, I won't, I
0: won't, I'm, I'm not going to take too much of our audience's time. And we're going to get right to the point here. But you hear Keith and I all the time talk about cutting edge technology. And Keith likes to throw out there, uh, I ain't computer literate. Um, you know, people afraid to change. Um, but just a short, short, quick, quick build up in, into where we're going with this. I own a Mini Cooper. Many of you know that. Uh, it's 2014 F56. Uh, it's a hardtop, uh, two door, uh, twin scroll turbo. Anyway, it's a it's a great car. I love it. Um, it's only ever been to the dealership, and um, it was time for a new battery. I was going to put the battery in myself. I could have done it, um, but you dig a little deeper and you find out how smart these vehicles are, and they truly are. They're loaded with so much technology. You have to be careful and pay attention. So. Um, while the battery was uh easy to install um it wasn't cheap it's a couple of hundred dollars but they have to reprogram this thing they have to um download software updates that's a
1: common bmw that's a common german that's right that's right uh, tactic that's just the way they do it
0: yeah so for me it was my first uh experience um i i you know with with this type of situation but i'm a i'm a smart guy i i I pay attention and i understand you know that that yes i could take it down to a shop that might have a scanner tool but they're not doing that every day these guys are so why not do it right yes it's Mm -hmm. going to cost me a little bit more money i'm okay with that plus you got warranty and, and and those sorts of things so anyway i take it down my my mini dealership is seattle mini um, it's just north, uh, outside of the outskirts of, of uh, the, the metropolitan Seattle. Um, and, uh, my service advisor, uh, Brandon, uh, great guy. Uh, we set the appointment up online, uh, told him what I needed. Uh, I get in there at eight o'clock and, you know, of course so these dealerships, the ones that really care about you, man, they got coffee. Oh, wait, wait, they...
1: please, please tell me, please mm-hmm. tell me. Yes. That you went in the lobby while your vehicle was being serviced and you had you had i had i had wait a, wait I wait had, you had you had you had small coffee and yeah, mini donuts co- <laughs> come on actually no mini donuts really? man. they had to have something little like little nope, like
0: they don't well they had little uh like nutrition bars shredded mini that? weeds <laughs>
1: they may have know. all right
0: they had little cups of coffee uh, there you go so there you go man so yeah but anyway I actually had um two espressos while i was there it was really nice so so anyway um i get up and check in and and uh you know my wife and i love to walk around the the the, the lot uh the building and everybody's masked up it's the social distancing their their protocol is in place um so was are you no doing risk. the
1: heisman when the sales guys come out you're all like
0: oh yeah man absolutely hand on their yeah, forehead get, a, head, get the away get yeah. away okay yeah. but uh everybody was masked up it was a great experience but um I get this text, uh, from my service advisor and I, I, look at it and there was a link. And so I, it says, you know, click, click the link. So I, I click the link and all of a sudden it's, it's my technician just walking around my vehicle, uh, filming, uh, particular items that need attention, letting me know how my, my tread depth was on my tires. Uh, suggesting me um, rotate the tires.
1: So he did a walk around. He, he did a walk around. With a, it was filmed with a look like a camera phone, with a, and yep, yep. he's pulling out the depth gauge. Well, actually, he may have already measured it. I noticed he he was firing off. He's seen him enough. I think he could eyeball it, but right. he was showing you visuals. Of hey, I'm checking the boots here, everything looks good, right? Looking at the you know, the, the zerks or whatever, zert or zerk is it a T zert? Zert, zert. yeah, yep. and basically on camera, pointing to that stuff while your car is up on the lift, giving you a visual to see right. what the guy is talking about, exactly.
0: And here's a couple of things with that why that is important, especially for someone like myself who. I don't just get in my vehicle and drive it every day. I care about it, and I, I like to pay attention to those things. So being able to see the under the undercarriage of, of the vehicle itself, knowing there's no no wet spots, no oil leaks, yeah, because those are the things you know. Because you'll see it if there's an oil leak, you're gonna have the wet spots all up underneath the vehicle. So he took the time to just show you all the way under the vehicle, let you know what your your brake pad thicknesses were and he just made some suggestions on what to do. So that particular day we ended up rotating the tires because my which made sense because I hadn't rotated the the uh, the rears to the front in well over a year. So it made sense that the the front tires had uh, less tread than the rear so we moved them to the front and next time I'll get a new set of tires, but just letting me know that everything's okay and here it is, man. It's on film.
1: Um I was blown away. Well, I let me give you a contrasting... This okay. is why I think you were blown away, as was I, okay? So, my wife has a Lexus, mm-hmm. okay? She treats it like a Yugo, but it's a <laughs> Lexus, okay? right. Um, hey, we, by the way,
0: speaking of Yugo, real quick before we get into that, do you know why they have uh, rear window defrost on a Yugo? Oh, here we go. Do you know why? No. Keep your hands warm while you're pushing it. <laughs>
1: All right. So yeah. you can use you that anytime that. Yeah. you like. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I have had on occasion on this program, I have shown the inspection report, the multi point mm-hmm. inspection, yep. where they have checked off things that they said that they did. Right. Where I knew it was broken and they gave it a passing grade and never right. checked it. Okay. Right. And we've gone back to them and they've apologized. Well, if you're filming yourself checking it, there's no no real margin for fudging that. Right. And, you know, you might think, well, that's a one-time thing. Well, maybe it is, but, you know, it's happened more than once to me. And, and I'll go a step further. I just had something happen last week that is a, a podcast for another day yeah. at Camping World where mm-hmm. I had them do some body work. I had a, a cargo door on my RV, and it was catching... Um, the uh the it's a it's a piece of stripping they called a belt line it's basically a piece of plastic if you think about the older cars where they would have like a weather stripping or a door guard stripping and it was going to tear that off and it it wasn't that way but over time i think it had settled or shifted or the body moved a little bit and so that was out of pocket that i paid these guys well this was a you know five foot piece of plastic that you know weighed less than a pound. And I, you know, get the estimate to do the work and they, you know, do the work. And then I show up and they tag $400 in freight onto it. And I'm like, what? And they were like, well, it's freight. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. And were we to have videoed what was being done, it would be very easy to go back and say, well, that wasn't done. Or that's somebody else's stuff. Or you're charging me for, you know. So you have a situation here. Now, I know Mini's tied to BMW, so it is higher end. But you have a real high end quality inspection service going on where they're willing to show you what they're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, as the, you know, I got
0: that video and I went over and I talked to him and kind of firmed up what I wanted to do, the direction I wanted to go. And of mm-hmm. course, rotate the tires and, and thank you. And I, and I wanted to talk to him about, I said, I've never had, um, this just makes so much sense. It's a no brainer. And because I have been on that side of the fence where I'm the service rider. So to carry this further, about five minutes later, I'm standing outside in the receiving area where, where everybody brings their minis in and they drop it off. And one of the other service advisors are out there filming the exterior of the car before or right after the owner gets out and before they take it into the bay. And I said, so you're filming that for the purpose of, claim damage after yeah. you give it back. She says, that's right. I said, well, that is the smartest thing yeah. that anybody could do. And I said to her, I said, you know why? Because I'm the guy, when I get my car back, I'm going over it with a fine tooth comb to see where I there's had any scratches there.
1: a situation recently where I had mm-hmm. my tires rotated on my FJ. It had has TRD wheels on it. Mm-hmm. The guy that did the uh, rotation looks like the impact wrench got away from him. And he mm-hmm. bzzt, right across the TRD wheels and he jacked up my wheel and I went back out there and looked at it and I went right back in and I said it wasn't this way when I pulled it in now I do understand they're doing it to protect themselves so most of the time it's because people have dents, and then they go you put that dent there well fine then the way to solve that is to document it when it comes in. And right. It's it's like a rental car. That's right? fair. You go rent a car, right? you
0: walk around, and yeah. you check, go to the checklist and look for damage. And, and
1: you're I mean. more than welcome, if you're the renter of that car, to take a video of it when you leave. And if you see dents on it, as I smack right. the mic here, take pictures <laughs> of them. You know, that's, well, that's all time stamped. So, I told Keith, I, you know, Keith happened to
0: call me, and I was telling him about this. And I, I said, you know, I'm just, I want to talk about it because, okay, so... There is absolutely zero excuse for any service center other than the fact that you just don't have any capital to spend on it. But trust me, the returns from that. Well,
1: let's play this out for a second. The big argument is going to be from a service center, Mm -hmm. there's a pretty significant cost that goes into this it's a, probably a service that they pay for on a, like a regular basis, whether it's monthly or yearly or whatever. Right, right. And they're going to say, "Yeah, it's that's a big investment for us, and you know, it's an expense." Right. To that, I would say, Jay, when you went mm-hmm. in that dealership, did you mm-hmm. plan on having everything done that you ended up having done? Exactly. Did you? That's exactly right. No, did I did. You plan on having your tires rotated when you got there? I did not. I you did saw not. the video. The guy yep. showed you the difference between the front and the right. rear in terms of tread depth, and you went, "Yeah, okay." So this is an opportunity for the service centers, which is really Upsell. what they're all trying to do. Yeah, is to get more to raise that ticket sale. Right. Right. It's
0: look, somebody is going to get that money to service that. That he pointed out,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: the rotation of tires. Either now or either now or later. From now or it's up on a rack. It's in the service center. The guy's got a, you know, he's got an impact wrench ready to go. I mean, it's just it's a no brainer. So just get it done. The cost is, you know, really insignificant. I mean, you know, you 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 guys know how much a rotation of tires costs. It's not that bad. But I'm again, I'm a person that cares about my vehicle and the upkeep of it and the maintenance, the periodic maintenance on a vehicle is it's a no-brainer so again a couple things here if you are a service center if you are a and that's all you do even if you're just not even a dealership you should get into this and here's why because i had this happen to me recently on another vehicle where i got the vehicle back and there was this huge ding and scratch on the liftgate okay well they didn't deny it but they're like well we don't know how that happened
1: well, yeah. Well, neither do not. I, but here's what right. I can tell
0: you, it wasn't there when it went right. in. So, now <laughs> like how that. are you going
1: right. to Well, right. it must not have must not be right. real. E- exactly.
0: So, for you guys out there, you, it, it is a no-brainer. Technology is at your fingertips all the time. If you can use a smartphone, if you can use a smartphone, you can absolutely 100% do this knock,
1: knock your headphones off so, and you see look at that i'm the one over here getting animated and jay's i lost pulling my cords out i'm yeah. pulling cords
0: out i need to get that figured out but but it's a it's a great way to put value on your customer as well and that's I, the thing that's important so to me
1: i want to i want to learn more about this platform which yep. i think is called karma it is called and my karma and it's I my want, yep these guys, this is an open invitation. You folks yes. at Karma, right? Reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. Um, we want to. We want to learn more about your product, and mm-hmm. I want to. L- let's Let's do something together. Let's figure this out because this yes. is this is uh, my Karma. This is This is very fascinating. This is a good thing for a lot of reasons. They do a lot of other things. Um, by but the way, you can find us on PartsCounterGuru.com. Uh, there's an Ask Us a Question tab. Drop us a note. Sorry, Jay. I digress.
0: No, that's no, fine. Um, they do a lot of different things. But again, this is, um, you know, look, here, here's, I mean, I've, I'm on their website right now. And again, it's MyKarma.com, and that's M-Y-K-A-A-R-M-A, MyKarma.com. Um, they are a software uh, developer, I think, and then they integrate... Um, And you're familiar with integration of services, Keith, you know, on the medical side, um, you know, where I've got a, have got someone in my family that is a software engineer developing software for the medical industry where you integrate services and those sorts of things. But basically they, they have it. It's called video walk around benefits. Eliminate old school pen and paper inspection check in sheets right there. Efficiency. Okay, nothing lost in translation. You get it on the spot. Inspections take one to two minutes on average, reducing service lane weights and increasing throughput by checking your customers in faster. Uh, eliminate costly and time consuming bogus damage claims with video proof of vehicle condition. There you go, right? Um, videos highlight common exterior damage um like scratches and dings and dents and stuff like that that you're going to go you're going to realize in some cases you didn't know it was there and and truthfully you didn't know it was there so therefore it couldn't have been there you had to have done it but now I've got a video where I walked around your vehicle showing that that scratch was there when you rolled in that right there is is wonderful for for a number of reasons um but you can uh you could take up a, you know, you can take pictures of the close up defects and everything man this is why we want to talk to these guys cuz i we want these guys on our podcast so that we can have them explain to our audience and the rest of the world out there in the service industry how to improve your relationship with your with your customers
1: oh i just want the good stories i just want to know like <laughs> tell us a couple times when this has worked really well and there has to be some you know great examples that yeah that's 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 my angle
0: I shared with you the video, Keith, and wasn't mm-hmm. it high quality? It was a high quality. Now it was an, it was a it was a web web based video yeah, you, through yeah. yeah, and um, but yeah, we we want these guys on. But I, I gotta say, you know, again, my whole experience, you know, it's kind of like going to a restaurant, man, right? It's the whole thing, man. It's not about just the plate of food, right? Right. It's the whole thing, man. Right. The food could be great, but your server. And their lack of ability to be able to make my night great Mm -hmm. um, ruins it for you. This is a way to improve the experience for your customer, but it also is going to save you money, man. It's gonna. This is again, if you guys are out there and you say that you're not computer literate, that this is above your your head, wrong answer. Because these guys have the solution for you, man. I'm well, telling
1: you, just get on your horse and ride back into your cave, and uh, you know, barbecue some Tyrannosaurus Rex, and uh, right. let's see how. Let me know how that works out for you. Right. <laughs> I Just so don't, you a, know. A big thank. I, I think you I just to... crossed uh, multiple, multiple <laughs> pa- Paleolithic eras there. I don't know. Anyway, you a, did. Yes.
0: Yeah. A big thank you to uh, Seattle Mini for always taking care of me. My service advisor, uh, Brandon. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate your conversation with me and explain to me how this works. Um, So, got to give those guys. So, if you if you own a mini and you live in the uh, Pacific Northwest, the Western Washington, Seattle area, Seattle mini is is your go-to. So, and go see my guy Brandon over there. So, anyway, thank you guys for that. Learn something new every day, don't we? Usually. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we try to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you want to take us out, uh, or do you want me to give our social media stuff? Give our stuff out, and I'll.
0: All right. So, hey, uh, you can check us out on our podcasting platforms. We're on every major podcasting platform out there, and you can get to that by going to parkscounterguru.com and select podcast links. Um, if we mention anything on the podcast that you can purchase while you're there, you'll see a mention on the podcast tab as well. Um, we have comment tabs. Uh, if you want to leave, you want to ask us a question or if you want to leave a comment, you can do that there. You can also go shopping on Amazon by clicking that icon up in the upper right-hand corner. If you do that and you click on that and you go buy what you need, um, we get a little bit of a, a little bit of love from that. Uh, we don't know what you're buying. We don't know who you are, but we get a little bit of love from it, and that's that helps us keep this show going. So we really appreciate that. From there, you can always navigate over to our YouTube channel as well. Uh, We are on youtube.com forward slash uh, parts kind of gurus. We have all these videos. Uh, We'll have video segments of this podcast there. We've got DIY videos, um, just informational videos for you out there. Um, While you're there, subscribe. We need your subscription. Uh, Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. uh, Like us and then ring that bell so you'll be notified when new episodes come out. Uh, we're on social media. Hey, how about that, man? Facebook.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. We're on Instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus. You can check us out over on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at the counter show, which is what you're listening to right now. Um That'll just about do it. Yeah, that's we're we're everywhere, man. We're we're all over. Yeah, so there you go. What, what you got,
1: man? Thanks, Jay. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks again to Ray Salon. Uh, oh, yeah, man. You hear Love their music guys. frequently in our stuff. Check them out. And, uh, you know, this is a theme with me. You all have heard me on this topic before. But I, uh, I, I talk a lot about not waiting. And, and all of us have things... We have dreams, we have goals, we have things that we want to accomplish. And then there's a list of reasons why we can't get to that today. And there's a list of reasons why it'll have to wait till tomorrow. And, you know, maybe I can't do this or that's just not, you know, even though I would love to be, you know, the world's greatest chef or whatever, you know, maybe it's just, you know, <laughs> not not in the cards. Right. And And to that I would say, everyone... If you're always waiting to live your life, you're going to die before it starts. Mm. Until next time, that is my podcast partner, Jay, over there. I'm Keith. Thanks again for watching, listening, clicking, like, and subscribing, all that good stuff, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Later, guys.